We are live on Locked On Sports Minnesota with the Locked On Vikings postcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Luke Braun. I'm here with Sam Ekstrom, and we are recapping the Vikings' ultimate 24-13 loss to the Seattle Seahawks. But hey, we do not care about the final score when it comes to the preseason. We want to talk about the rookies, the young guys, the up-and-comers. Sam, you know the drill when we start with these postcasts. Uh, by the way, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Um, what sticks out to you? What's the headline? I think Ty Chandler is the RB2. I think he steals the show tonight. Um, I think Ivan Pace on the defensive side lived up to the hype coming in. Uh, when you go in with expectations as an undrafted rookie free agent, uh, sometimes it's tough to live up to that. And I think he did. I think he was one of the best defensive players in the field. He had a couple plays where he blew up offensive linemen. He showed he's yeah. got a little, na- a little nasty to him, right? He threw oh, yeah. the guy down out of bounds, which you shouldn't do, but a competitive side to be sure. I thought he was great. Um, I thought Ty Chandler was great and he certainly outshined Dwayne McBride in that competition tonight and Abram Smith. So big night for him. Uh, and the battle between Rager and Powell. I thought they were both wonderful tonight in that kind of struggle for the fourth or fifth wide receiver spot. There were some good things in the first half of this game. Luke Braun, very little to hang your hat on in the second half. Guys <laughs> yeah. that guys that the were not teamers did the, not do well. No, the guys that were not going to make the roster coming in are still not going to make the roster. Um, but I thought some bubble guys had nice nights. But but Ty Chandler, he wins the night for me. I feel that. I think for me, it's Ivan Pace, but those are definitely like two of the biggest winners of the night. And then you get to the the, the second half and the guys that sort of do um, a little worse. And, you know, you always look at these preseason games and anybody could be the guy that has just like some insane Audi Cole kind of day. And oh my God, he makes the mm-hmm. roster. But most of them are Christian Delorio giving up sacks and pressures and it's just like all right it's like i tweeted out like we're watching people get cut on a film network and that's the, the way protection was go. so bad and all in night. particular special teams um yeah had so Marlon many issues flights. yeah and a lot of those so I, I hate to uh kick a guy when he's down but william Quenku, who went off the the field two penalties on special teams misses a run fit gets getting bullied a bunch i mean that really rough game for William Quinco, who was somebody I thought with a good preseason game and some good plays on special teams could maybe even push the roster. But the special teams guy, I think we have to talk about is Nashi Thompson. Let's hear it. Yeah. My guy. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, it was like two months ago. I had Nashi Thompson on locked on Vikings. I asked him about, uh, you know, his, his outlook on making the team and everything. And he was so excited to come play special teams. He was like, yeah, I did some wide receiver in college and they moved me to corner and I'm still learning corner, but really I'm here because I love gun and punts. And that is boy, is that what he did? He was mm-hmm. probably the lone bright spot outside of, I guess, Greg Joseph, who made a drilled a 54 yarder and uh, made all the rest of his kicks. Uh, made a couple of really ex- excellent plays beat a double team. They they started double teaming him on punt guns and he still beat that and got all the way across the field to be involved. It, it ended up, the punt ended up going out of bounds to the other side of the field. And he like would have been involved in that. Um, that's the kind of day that I was anticipating from somebody who is very clearly not here to play from scrimmage. <laughs> He's here for a different reason. 
I knew you were going to take this victory lap, but why not? Let, let's let's revel in it in the one guy who stood out on special teams. Thayer Thomas, my guy, he muffed a punt. Uh, McBride was pretty woeful in kickoff return. Jalen Rager didn't do anything in punt return. You had penalties. But Najee Thompson, and he had a very heads-up downing of a punt where mm-hmm. he was like really aware of where he was on the field. He navigated the sideline. He let it get to like the one yard line and then picked it up. That was also a pretty nice play to track the ball the way he did. So a couple and splashy plays difficult to Najee. get down there too. He had, he yeah. had to win the rep just to get down there. I do want to give Jalen Rager a shout out though, because he did have there, there was a punt that would have been like fair caught at the 12. And I think he made a really good decision to let it go. And it bounced in the end zone. Yeah, he kind of deked out the the gunners too, and kind of yeah. acted like he was going to catch it. Yeah, right, right. He he pulled the old <laughs> the oldest trick in the book. Um, and I, I think for both him and Powell, like there was, I I feel like no movement on that battle, which feels neck and neck right now. Uh, after camp, I came away a lot more impressed with Powell personally, but Jalen yeah. Rager was still snapping above him. Um, and I think this game kind of comes out in a wash. Uh, I, I also look wanted to look at some of the other um, position battles that we've been covering, like uh, Johnny Munt and Nick Muse. Nick Muse, who is on the thumbnail for this uh, live stream, catches an awesome picturesque touchdown on a seven route from Nick Mullins. Uh, the Probably the 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 play of the day on offense. Lone Viking. Uh, well, Addison would have had it, but it didn't get challenged. Killing me on preseason fantasy football. I can't believe it. Yeah, that was rough for you. Um, I, I no, so robbed. Nick Muse on the poster. That's for sure. The Lone Vikings touchdown. Uh, speaking of preseason fantasy, show me the points. Nick Muse right there. Uh, watch the Minnesota football party to know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. But I, I I feel like Nick Muse certainly has more to offer, higher ceiling in the receiving game. Johnny Munt is Mr. Reliable in the run game. Like he and Oliver teaming up on double team blocks, trying to pave the way for Ty Chandler. Like that's kind of the way they view Johnny Munt. We saw last year what he can do in the passing game. And they can, yeah, they can scheme him open for a couple plays a game. Nick Muse, though, might have more of a catch radius, um, probably better hands. The question is, is that, is what he can do worth being a tight end three over Johnny Munt, who they just rely upon, who probably knows the playbook better? Um, that, that's the question there. And could they keep four? Is there an outside world where they would keep four tight ends? I'm thinking no. I think you need that spot elsewhere, but I wouldn't rule it out. But a nice game for Muse. Um, he got targeted, what, four times? And, uh, and Josh Oliver, I was hoping we would see him in the passing game more. We didn't. I'm excited to see him more. Uh, I think Johnny Munt yeah. had one catch, but I still feel like it's months to lose um, because the things that they want him to do are just a little more intangible. Muse uh, might have a little more offensive upside, though. Right. And I, I do think there might be a world for four just because they do want to run 12 personnel. They lived out of 12 personnel in this game, 12 and 11. No 21 personnel in this game. CJ Ham was on ice, so they didn't right. do any of their fullback stuff, didn't reveal any of that. Um, but I do think that, yeah, the, the stuff that Munt does is 
more versatile. And when you're talking backup tight end or tight end three, that's going to be in on jumbo packages. A, you have to be able to block if you're going to be only in on 13 personnel. But also if somebody does go down and Johnny Munt does need to get involved, you don't want someone that just doesn't exist in a certain skill set. But I will give them props. Both Munt and uh, Muse had some highlight blocks today. Josh Oliver had one where he just put a guy into the ground five yards downfield. Yeah. Um, and ult- like overall, incredibly physical game from the Vikings in that first half. That was my, my overall vibe was just by, by halftime you watch the Seahawks come off the field and they look like they did not want to play anymore. You know, it, it, they, they started, there was like one TFL at the beginning and they were like celebrating in the end zone. Like it was a playoff game. And by the end of it, they looked like they wanted to go home. And that that's what happens when you're just more physical than the guys in front of you. And I was really, really happy about that. Yeah, um, I, I thought it almost bordered on overly physical when it came to a couple of guys, Lewis Seen and Jay Ward, who are around a lot of plays mm-hmm. tonight. And Pete Bursich even pointed it out in the Vikings home broadcast that they're going to have to work on their pad level, going to have to work on their form, wrapping guys up with their arms. They were just throwing their bodies in there like missiles. And it's fun to see big hits. Like it was really fun to see but Jay yeah, Ward close down on a third down and, and cut a guy out from, from the legs. That was, that was a great play, but handful of times where both of them are just kind of throwing themselves into the fray, trying to repel people with their shoulders. And uh, they kind of took the brunt end of it a couple of times, including Lewis scene. So I, I think they got to be maybe a little more technically sound and, this is what happens when you don't hit in practice. I'm not saying they should be hitting in practice, but you don't get this practical experience that often. So I think they got to work on that to clean it up. But the Vikings have guys that are are not afraid to hit and hit hard. Uh, Luigi Villain too, doling out some punishment from a defensive line standpoint, had a strip sack late in the half and three QB hits in the game. Uh, He probably outshined Patrick Jones in terms of the starting edge rushers in this one. Yeah, I, I don't know if we can see on TV how bad of a game Lewis Seen had, but he had three missed tackles that I saw. He was late to some stuff. I think it's going to be one of those things where the PFF grades will come out tomorrow and it'll be really, really, really low. And then people will suddenly get a lot more critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> you can be critical now. Um, I, I want to get into, yeah, some of the more of the like winners and losers and, and talk more about some of the players you just mentioned, Sam. Uh, but before I do so. It is fantasy football season, and that means that it's time to get into Underdog's Best Ball Mania tournament. So Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy is a fantasy football format where it's just one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades, and then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. So it's just fire and forget. It's not joining a whole new league and all the stress that comes with that. Just one draft and you're done. Uh, And then you just kind of watch it develop over the course of the year. And this is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back from years past, and it's even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including a completely ridiculous $3 million for the winner. So make sure you get your draft in sooner rather than later. The winner last year drafted all the way back in July. Visit underdogfantasy.com to find them in the App Store or sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked on so um luigi valane had a really interesting day i think he did have one sack or one near sack uh but he was among a few guys that were in the backfield a lot pace was in the backfield a lot tongo was in the backfield a lot 
Valane was in the backfield a lot. And, and Valane is one of those guys that I thought was in that same William Quinku spot where, hey, things mm-hmm. break right in the preseason. You absolutely can go like manufacture yourself a roster spot, even though you're not going to usurp Pat Jones. I thought Pat Jones had a phenomenal day. Uh, and DJ Wanham didn't even suit up. So he's mm-hmm. that kind of t- tells you where he's at in this battle. Yeah. Um, so Valane kind of has to manufacture his own roster spot. And I think he did more. He got closer to that tonight i think he did a lot more good than bad um but i don't know what did you think of his day on the whole yeah i I thought that that starting unit on the defensive line which only had one projected starter which was Kyrie's tonga i thought they did a nice job projected starter among a bunch of twos yeah yeah i mean those are guys that are probably going to be on the team obviously we're talking about luigi valane's fate right now i've always been of the opinion that when you keep a guy around basically for a redshirt year like they did last year, that you have plans for their future. And I think Valane is taking that next step where he certainly is in that mix. Uh, you've got a couple expiring contracts with Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport and DJ Wanham. So you need to have a pipeline there. And Luigi Valane would really fit that bill as someone on a cheap rookie salary who's developing. Uh, that's the kind of guy you want to have in your organization. So I've always thought that he is someone they're going to keep around. I thought he had a nice game. I thought the interior had a nice game. I thought Tonga played well. Uh, I thought, you know, Bullard held his own. Like I thought, I Bullard. thought the guys that'll be part of that rotation uh, really did nicely. And Luigi Valane, maybe not a, like a perfect technician, but he's explosive. He's athletic. And, you know, with, with coaching and reps, he's someone that you could see being a factor, I think, down the road. Yeah. And who was it? The I think it was Asesio Tomowo who played all the way into the fourth quarter, by the way. Yeah. Um, who got a pressure, maybe a little bit of a deflection that turned into probably the biggest play of the night for the defense, which was a Jalen Williams one handed super sick interception. Um, but that was sort of enabled by pressure up front. And that felt like the story of the whole night and might be the story of the season for the Vikings in general that, Hey, you know, the coverage, there were a lot of times where Makai Blackman was, was chasing somebody, you know, there was that, that Kalon Barnes getting totally mossed down the field play at the end for what turned into the dagger for the game. But the quarterbacks were under duress all day long, and you can only take advantage of so many of those opportunities when there's a guy in your face all the time. And we've been on the wrong end of that for how many years with bad O-line play in, in Minnesota. Um, and so inflicting that on other teams, it, it'll be really fun because we will truly have no idea what will happen in any week all year long if things go the way that they went tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, a Caleb Evans, you know, getting the start, uh, Byron Murphy not playing, but I thought Evans, you know, did nicely in limited reps. I thought Blackman at least had one pretty notable play along the sideline where he closed well. Uh, Jawan Williams playing pretty deep into this game. I, I, I'm curious mm-hmm. if he's actually losing favor or they just wanted to have some representative cornerback play on the field at the time because there were plenty of other corners that that needed to be playing, um, at least that were on the roster. Um, so, so that was a little interesting. But yeah, you're right. Like it sets up, and we've been talking about this for months, if you're going to blitz a lot, you're going to put your corners on islands and they're going to be vulnerable. Um, yeah. So the Vikings are just trying to be as big and as physical as possible. They put out a dime defense at one point tonight with, I think four safeties on the field. Like that's the kind of stuff they're going to do and just try to shrink the field down and try to make things a little bit more manageable for them and congest things for the opposing offense. But you mentioned, you know, pressure in the face of quarterbacks. How about the reverse? How about the pressure that, 
Vikings quarterbacks face tonight, um, particularly I mean, Jaron Hall late in the game, not handling it well whatsoever. And the protection was abysmal. Uh, we'll need an all 22 look to judge Jaron Hall, but did not uh, exactly light it up in his preseason debut, did he? Yeah, I, I have an easier time forgiving Jaron Hall than I do for Nick Mullins, both of whom I think did not do great. Um, but Nick Mullins felt like he was manufacturing, or it, it felt like he was holding the ball longer. His pockets were longer, and yet he was under the same amount of pressure, you know? Where Jaron Hall just felt like there was a guy in his face instantly all the time. Now, where you scramble, how you scramble, and how you manage to set up that play, there's a, has to be a method to that madness. You can't just kind of run to the, the, nearest daylight that you have you have to kind of find a way to know hey the flood is going to this way you know i gotta find that that play but there was a lot of times nobody opened downfield instant pressure it's like mm -hmm. easier for me to forgive that but yeah i want to see the all 22 of both of those guys before i i lock in any like judgment one way or another but Mullins um, delivering some good throws along the did, way yeah, yeah. amidst that pressure. I mean, he he did take six hits, I think, which some of them his own fault for holding the ball, but good throws to to Rager. The Nick Muse Howell touchdown was a good ball. The non-catch by Addison was nice. That was a nice um, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There there were some and they threw it quite a bit. I was surprised how much they threw it, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought it was gonna be more run heavy to learn more about sort of their their run blocking scheme and their running backs but no they threw it a lot and uh they they tried to involve Jordan Addison a lot too and uh you know I don't want to get too far away from the protection issues we're talking about but Jordan Addison the good uh obviously his catch then the real catch that he had was nice mm -hmm. the bad total liability in the run blocking game which we've known about him yeah mm -hmm. um yeah, that is that is not they like tried to put him on an edge for the first two plays of the game. <laughs> Nate Tice pointed that out on Twitter. Uh, that's probably not representative of the way the the decisions the Vikings will make. But hey, you got to know if he can handle that or not. Um, but yeah, the the protection issues, especially once you got to the threes, you got like Jack Snyder out there. You have Jared Williams and Christian Delorio who just joined the team last week, mm -hmm. um, and guys that you know the, the, those are guys that. It sucks because it kind of ruins your look at Jaron Hall, but those aren't guys that you have to worry about having any impact on the on the Vikings' actual regular season. Um, before we run out of time here, though, there's one thing I want to uh, talk yeah. to you about because we're just talking about Joan Williams, and he made a couple of great plays, but I think you're right. He's kind of playing for his roster spot, and I think he did a good job of playing for his roster spot, but you aren't in, in the fourth quarter of a preseason game if you're not playing for your roster spot at least a little bit. I know he started with the ones, but he is sunk further and further down that depth chart, um, and if he plays well, I think he can make that roster spot, but you know who else I think is playing for his roster spot, and, and I, I wasn't ready to say this before tonight, but Initials AB. Uh-huh. Andrew Booth, come on, man. You can't get killed in the third quarter of a preseason game by a sluggo like that, by something called a Jake Bobo. I'm sorry. Like, I know something it was a blitz. I know you're Jake on a line. I, I know you're on an island mm. because it's a blitz and you're in single coverage. But this has been his game since Clemson. He will attack every single signal that a wide receiver puts out. And so if if it's not a double move, and it's just a guy running a route, he'll do better on that. And I believe that was the only target of his whole night. So on the whole, that's not that bad of a night. But that's exactly who Andrew Booth is, is he will bite on your stuff. And you just can't be that guy anymore. You're in your second year here, man. 
Uh, I, I, I got to see him pick it up. And yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see, I, I, I kind of originally thought, ah, that's too flamey of a take. He's a second round, second year player. They'll give him time to develop. They'll be patient with him. But I don't know if we're talking about who the best corners in the room are. I don't know if Andrew Booth is top five. Yeah, the speed at which Makai Blackman passed him in the pecking order is a, a little bit alarming. Uh, and then you can you can knock him for maybe a mental error too and hitting the quarterback when he did. They did overturn the penalty, but you still don't need to put yourself in that position either. So, you know, another uh, little notation that they can make on Andrew Booth's ledger. It's been this way, though, throughout training camp. You've been there a lot. I've been there a lot. Uh, Andrew Booth has been picked on a little bit. I don't think he's been great. And that, yeah. along with you know, uh, a lapse in the preseason game. That's all part of this body of work evaluation. So while that one touchdown is not going to cost him a roster spot, if the body of work continues to look this way, uh, he could be in jeopardy. And just yeah. because he's a second round pick might get him in That might buy him an extra year, but we'll see how this front office operates. Would they cut ties with a, uh, a, a day two draft pick in year two? Maybe they would, maybe they, they are a little more liberal in the way they they move guys on and off the roster um, instead of you know hit, clinging too tightly to guys that they've drafted. But I, I'm with you, man. I, and you know what? Andrew Booth fighting for his spot may ensure Jawan Williams of his spot. I'm not sure that both of them will fight for their spot and lose that, it. I think one of them. Yeah, has that to might be it. the thing. I think it's yeah, yeah. It, it might be pick one. Or pick both, and then you lose. Maybe you're you you need somebody, one of those guys, to be a contributor on special teams. But if you're not getting special teams work out of them, and you need to keep someone like Najee Thompson, or or if it's going to be Quinn, Coo how about Theo Jackson? What do you think about Theo? I don't think he had the best night, but no. I also only saw him, I, I only really clocked him once or twice, so that's a pretty small sample of the entire body of work. Um, but I don't think. I don't think you keep safety five on the roster over somebody else, but I, I think that comes down to special teams, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, so Sam and I, next time we will talk, will be on Monday for the Minnesota football party. You can find it on locked on Minnesota sports. If you're listening to this and not watching it, you're on locked on Vikings. That's where you can find me, of course. And you can find Sam doing all kinds of other stuff on locked on Minnesota. We will do these postcasts after every single game. So make sure you tune in to the Locked On Minnesota Sports YouTube channel. Catch us live, and if you miss it, you can always catch the podcast feed later. You can go to the YouTube channel and watch it later as well. So for Sam, I'm Luke. See you guys all next time on Locked On Sports Minnesota.